When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and vice president of Athlete Relations, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jaynes, and Jim couldn't land me in a thousand years. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. As a gay man, I'm horrified. As a friend of Angela's, horrified. <laughs> as a lover of elegant weddings, I'm a little excited. <laughs> Every week we get together to talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week we'll be doing a Talking Heads fantasy draft. Uh, mm. we'll, be, we'll each be picking uh, five of our favorite uh, Talking Heads uh, scenes from The Office. Uh, also known as confessionals. That, we'll, yes. Uh, and, and then uh, we'll head to the conference room for some Cryman Squad FNC double time. For some current news and then we'll finish up with some listener provided trivia sent to us by Bryn. thank you Bryn. uh but guys i think uh we don't have any housekeeping let's get right into this uh we're gonna well, a little housekeeping as always uh just shouting out our tots our beautiful beautiful tots over there on the patreon supporting us five bucks a month guys ad free episodes exclusive monthly mailbag hangout episode with the three of us Voting on upcoming episodes. Bonus archival exclusive episodes. I mean, you'd think I'd be bringing another price tiers, but I'm not. I'm saying five bucks, all that. Go get it. <laughs> Don't forget Biscuits with the Boss season two. That's yes. right. If you're a Ted Lasso fan, check us out yes. on uh, on Patreon. We did a, a Ted Lasso season two podcast exclusive for our Scott's Tots. So uh, uh, join us. Have some fun with us. We do uh, fun stuff like this all the time. It, it is kind of more of a, a, a casual episode, this format. Uh, shout out to uh, All Fantasy Everything for uh, for uh, inventing this format. For parting the sea to allow yes. us to do a draft like this <laughs> mm-hmm. as we follow their basic well, format. Uh, you know, why, why, why fix what ain't broke? You know, they did it right. We pay, we pay homage. So we'll be playing some rock, paper, scissors to determine uh, the order of this draft. We'll be each picking 
uh, one at a time, uh, our uh, our favorite Talking Heads moments, and we'll see who has the best collection of Talking Heads moments. I'm excited. I think of all the drafts, you know, we've done a number of drafts o- over the years. Uh, we try not to do them too close to each other, um, just for the sake of keeping them fresh and keeping them as a, as a different sort of uh, flavor to our normal episodes week to week. But I think with this particular uh, topic, the Talking Head, I think... Um, something that's so signature to the office, something that has been requested, um, something that uh, I'm really excited to dig into because th- it's such a iconic, memorable feature from the from the show. Well, we just had our documentary episode and we yeah. d- talked about the talking head specifically. It's it's this, you know, a, a new thing for the sitcom to be able to break that fourth wall and have the characters talking directly uninterrupted. Uh, to the audience, and so it's unique to the show, and uh, and there's so many great moments to choose from. It's crazy that I was thinking we could just like you could do ju- we could do just draft episodes just for The Office. I feel like there's so oh, many forever. ways to take the format. Like we, I mean, in the future, we've talked. We got the cr- we would want to do cringe moment drafts at some point. Um, have we done? I know we did the cold open draft. Did we do a prank draft? Or am I just mixing that with cold opens? I don't remember at this point. I don't remember <laughs> right I don't, now. <laughs> I don't even know if we've done a prank draft. We've or done not. some uh, drafts only for Patreon too. So I when, oh, uh, yeah. when we That's get right. up to fifteen episodes of this show, we can do fifteen draft episodes of this show. We can draft our own draft episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, people, really a lot of people want. want us to do a do a drop draft. Let's call, um, let's call it eighteen, so we can have some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm deal <laughs> but let's move uh, on let's move let's on to the get draft into let's this get okay to to move things along along we're gonna just do the a rock paper scissors just between alex and edwin whoever wins will determine the order of this draft all right guys here we go on three or on rock paper scissors go right rock paper scissors go Wait, wait. This you is just, so hard to do. You just said it twice. You didn't okay. count it down. Give, <laughs> give us a ready set and then say rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. We'll shoot. Okay. Ready, set, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. That's paper against scissors. Edwin through scissors. Woo. Edwin gets to determine the order of the draft. Okay. Uh, I will be going. So we're going to serpentine, which means if you go first in the first round, you go second, or you go last in the second round. Uh, with that said, I will be going first. Uh, I will let, we'll have Sean go second, and Alex will go third. Very nice. Very nice. I love back-to-back picks. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do, and I really thought about putting you in the middle just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> or one in one of our earlier draft episodes you're like it's difficult being in the middle and having to wait you know yeah uh, having two picks go but um uh, all so right, you're welcome so... <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is it here we go edwin what is your first pick all right with the number one overall pick in the uh in the talking heads draft i am taking pam's talking head from the end of the job uh, uh, yeah, jim good. asks her to dinner mm-hmm. right Oh, yeah. man, that's a legendary moment. Damn, mm-hmm. that was on my Legend. list. Yep, that was, that was on, on my list. Sure. Okay, I, well, I, I am, I'm already feeling like I'm gonna, my list is going to be so whittled down by the end. They're all going to get picked. I mean, there's so, but, ma- uh, there's so many iconic talking yeah, heads. There's a lot. But, but talk us through this one. I know we, we just did the job, but, but why is this the first pick? 
I think uh, this this episode this moment is such a defining uh, moment in the entire series. It's one that we went into in great detail on our uh, episode about the job just a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I can read it to you. Uh, I haven't heard anything, but I bet Jim got the job. I mean, why wouldn't he? He's totally qualified and smart, and everyone loves him. And if he never comes back again, that's okay. We're friends, and I'm sure we'll stay friends. We just we never got the timing right, you know. I shot him down, and then he did the same to me. And you know what? It's okay. I'm totally fine. Everything is going to be totally. And then Jim walks in and asks her to dinner. And I think that moment, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of jarring because the talking head is interrupted with, mm. uh, with the door opening. And in a way that I think uh, utilizes the, the documentary format really well. It's a moment that we as viewers have been waiting for for the first three seasons. Um, and in, in this moment where we almost felt like a sense of peace, knowing that uh, Pam was you know, feeling okay or that she might be okay, with Jim moving on um, to see him come back and re-enter the scene um, was just such a magical moment in the show. It really is. It, it, so it's true. truly the one of the one of the most cathartic moments we have, and uh, we've talked about it at length. But boy, oh boy, what a great! That's a blue chip first pick. Mm-hmm. It's in it, the pantheon of office moments. It's a great uh, talking head too because it does, you know, it, it it's action packed in 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 the world of talking heads, right? <laughs> like yes. talking heads no- normally aren't interrupted with a, and the camera whips over to the door and, and we get and not just interrupted, like interrupted by the most tense palpable thing that the viewers have wanted for right. three seasons. Mm-hmm. And it happens. And that's exactly, and it's like exactly at that moment, she's like, ah, well, you know, maybe it'll work out someday. <laughs> and the, yep. the best talking heads are the ones that also act as voiceovers. So they begin as talking heads and they're like other scenes play out on screen while the character is kind of narrating them. That's what I kind of found trying to prepare for this episode. Mm. And at mm. first I wasn't sure if I should say that to, to like not let you guys in on what I'm thinking, but I also want to get in your heads and make you question your pick. <laughs> <laughs> well then, uh, don't, don't, don't you worry about that, Edwin, because I think it's time for my pick and uh, I am, uh, I am unwavering. I, th- I knew I was going to pick this first. It's uh it's when Michael Scott explains how he grilled his foot uh, yes. <laughs> in the injury. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. <laughs> what if uh, several talking heads where Michael says sue me? <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he is pissed at the moment the interview starts that people are so, <laughs> like, curious about this and so, like, amazed by this. I love it. He comes in so hot. Uh, but uh, <laughs> then I love that I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's the perfect way to start the day. Today I got up, I stepped onto the grill, clamped onto my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. Uh, and just the way he puts the bubble wrapped, <laughs> the bubble wrapped foot, foot on the comes, table. Yeah, comes into frame. It's like it's perfect. right out of the Amazon box, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Uh, written written by Mindy Kaling that episode, uh, which we just had our our Kelly episode. Um, per, a perfect joke. It's it's a great. There's a lot of Michael Scott talking heads where 
it's just it's really funny when they start and it feels like he's already been talking for a couple minutes and they're just catching him mid sentence. <laughs> yeah. He's already pissed or he's he's you can you can hear almost hear the question he was asked without hearing it. Yes. And, and he's already just like into it. Uh, <laughs> he does such a good job with that. The, the stuff we don't see in a way just in those small character moments. Good stuff. Uh, are you tracking these down? I always I, ask I did I did pick. just think that and um, I'm starting it now. <laughs> We're a so well-oiled we got, machine. We got yep. Edwin with... Uh, uh, oh, we're a well-bacon-greased machine. Okay. That's right. Well-grilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So it is time for Alex's pick. First pick. And second. And... That's right. Uh, I'm going to take a fan favorite. I'm going to take a crowd pleaser and just get this off the board, uh, which is from... Uh, frame Toby, and it is, of course, Dwight describing the perfect crime, uh, the chandelier. Ah! <laughs> now, this is this was also you taken. Son of a bitch. Son of a you. Son of a bitch. This was also son taken <laughs> uh, in our tag draft, I believe, that we did for our Patreon, mm, of course, uh, members. And uh, I knew it had to happen again here. I'm not going to do the whole thing because it's quite quite long. Yeah, that's what she yeah. said. so good, but. Look it up on YouTube. You'll really enjoy it. That's what she said. Uh, and it's a lot of real estate for a talking head. They give they give Rain Wilson a lot of screen time, and he makes every second count by describing this this movie that basically is what he's describing. Uh, breaking into Tiffany's at midnight, a lover, an international uh, uh, mystery, intrigue. It's got everything just in one little... One little bite-sized talking head with Dwight. Plus, I like the cold. <laughs> yeah, there's little little details in there. I don't trust her. Um, yeah. She's years been later, waiting all these card. years, saving herself. I have a son. He's the chief of police at 30 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, getting that off the board. Frame Toby, uh, the chandelier. A good pick. Okay. A, very, a heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. Needed it. Wanted it. Uh, I need that footage. <laughs> on it okay this is this might be too high for this but I, I gotta have it uh from goodbye michael it's almost a two-parter but if i have to specifically choose one it's michael reacting to oscar accepting his doll oh <laughs> it's uh-huh. probably it's one of my favorite talking heads ever in the show and it's it's just the, the way michael is laughing when he goes into it and he just he has uh, the lowest opinion of me. <laughs> oh my god. He's laughing the whole time and it's uh I mean on top of it's just a very funny moment but it's it's almost like this payback after 7 seasons of like hey look Michael's being self-aware. Hey look Michael pulled a joke on Oscar who didn't even get it cuz he's Oscar. Like there's there's a redemptive quality to this talking head that gives it the bonus points that I needed to draft it second. It's a great it's a good pick. one. It's a very, very good Very one. good pick. Uh, all righty. For my second pick, I am going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Creed. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's all, it's all inclusive. All of them? Yeah. All inclusive? <laughs> and that's all inclusive. I'm going to go with Creed. <laughs> uh, like, if I can't scuba, then what's this all been about? Mm-hmm. What am I working for? Uh, short and sweet it's short and sweet it's it's one of my all-time favorites i mean uh there's some other great creed short and sweet 
uh, talking heads, but if I can scuba is is just uh, iconic. To it me. is. Yeah. He's never under a refrigerator. <laughs> What's this all been about? <laughs> Let's uh, yeah, no, no, sh- no more picks. <laughs> I imagine that. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I, I imagine. I imagine, I imagine that. Uh, I imagine that cr- so much of Creed's lifestyle contributes to the fact that he's gearing up to scuba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you here? I mean, we know that maybe he's. Uh, we kind of learn later that he's he's after the Loch Ness monster, mm-hmm. um, who he thinks is a male. You know, <laughs> which I think goes against the uh, the legend. But <laughs> anyways. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who's your worm guy? Uh, anyways, there you the go. The guy was just hanging grain. I mean, what's all the fuss? <laughs> uh, there you go. That's my pick. If uh, if Creed can't scuba, uh, Edwin, what is your second and third pick? Okay. So I'm taking this... Uh... I'm really glad this uh, this uh, fell to me again, um, because I'm really happy for you. Oh, this, man. All right, I so don't this, like where this is going. I could have taken this much later, but I wanted to take it because it's a perfect successor to or a perfect complement to the first pick, which was the talking head at the end of the job. So I'm going to take the talking head at the end of Gay Witch Hunt, first episode of season three. <sighs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is right after the kiss scene uh, between Michael and Oscar. And then when Dwight gets up to try to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um Michael says, we're not in the playground anymore. There are new rules. We have to be mature. But we can't lose the spirit of childlike wonder. What is love, anyway? Maybe it's (laughs) supposed to break all the rules. Like me and Jan. Or Oscar and some guy. Life is short. (laughs) When two people find each other, what should stand in their way? And then what you see on screen is the Diversity Day initiative being done in Stanford (laughs) and Jim sitting next to an empty chair. Um, And... Michael continues to say, I'm glad that today's birds social. I mean, this is he's kind of getting up. The camera's still with him. So I don't know if this counts. You tell me. Mm. Um, but he says, I'm glad that today spurred social change. That's part of my job as regional manager. But you know what? Even if it didn't, at least we put the matter to bed. That's what she said. Or he said. Or he said. And then he says, oh, there's Gil, Oscar's roommate. I wonder if he knows. So <laughs> yes, that's, it. that's the one. So it's, it's funny. It's also, oh, yeah. a tucking head with some action. Yeah. Looking out the blinds. Yeah. The city. Well, He's uh, it's, it's it's funny, it's sentimental, and then it's funny again, and it also sets up the entire season where, where mm. we we have this open-ended question of of Jim and Pam being far away when two people find each other, what should keep them apart, um, or what should stand mm-hmm. in their way, and then by the end of the season, um, they are kind of reunited, um, in a way. So uh, I wanted to take those two. I'm glad I got to take those back to back because I wanted them to complement each other. Very nice, great pick. Thank you. I, I think so as well. <laughs> oh wait, oh, wait. So wait. Sorry. Did you you picked a second one just now? Uh, you picked your third one. That was my second pick. Okay, that was your second one. Okay. Um. All right. So this next one is the first pick in round three. Correct. Um. And it comes from Koi Pond in season six. Um. I think a spiritual successor to uh the perfect crime. Just in terms of Dwight talking to himself, he says, "Jim is my enemy." But it turns out nice. that Jim is also his own worst enemy. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Jim is actually my friend. But because he is his own worst enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my enemy. So actually, Jim is my enemy. But, and then it cuts away. <laughs> <laughs> Hours later, he's still going. That, that is... 
I love the circular logic. I love Dwight talking to himself. I love the camera deciding they've had enough and just leaving him be. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just uh, after two that were kind of sentimental, I wanted the funnier pick. That that's fabulous. That's a great Dwight one. Uh, I uh, let's see here. Okay, so uh, two great picks from Edwin, Michael, and Dwight. I'm gonna go with a. I am gonna go with a Michael quote, and I don't know. I'm trying to just figure out what episode it's from. Help me out here. But uh, would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to fear how much they love me. What? What? Which episode is that from? To be afraid of how much they love me. To be afraid of how much they love me. I mean, it's pretty early in the show. I think... um, I'll find it. But anyways... It's from the fight. I think this is. I think this is from the fight. <clears throat> I. Th- I mean, I just. It's one of the all-time great Michael Scott quotes, and like I think, going back through a lot of these Talking Heads, I. I kind of feel a little desensitized to quotes like this, just because it's like now you see this crocheted on a thing for people's bathrooms on Etsy and stuff like that. It's. It's just. It's such a. Um, uh, a famous quote from the show, but this is one of the quotes that made me fall in love with the office. So I, it's, I just think it's, it's so funny and perfectly written that, uh, that yeah. Had to There's pick. an element of in the, in the, in the early seasons of the office as, as like, I think the show is still kind of establishing itself. Uh, there are so many talking heads and it almost feels like the show is talking to itself. Um, like you give these characters like Dwight and Michael specifically time alone in a room to just kind of talk to the camera and they kind of show you who they are yeah. instead of demonstrating who they are in in different scenes. Like they, you, we get real insight into what they're thinking and how they're feeling. And this is a really good one where we get to see like the way that Michael's brain works um, and the way that he misreads things like puns and uh, to uh, to come up with his turns of phrase. This is not from a talking head, but he says uh, – there's another one where he says the end. It's mean, but the end. Sometimes the end. <laughs> so, like Love the way that, that he can take those turns of phrase, and this is a really mm-hmm. good one from uh, from early in the show. Mm-hmm. Your pick too with Dwight does that a lot. We're just you're just letting the guy go <laughs> yeah. and see what he does, uh-huh. and you learn a lot about him by just not <laughs> interrupting, for sure. Uh, a lot of the early Michael Scott ones are like that because he's he hasn't had a camera on him for years yet. And he's still feeling the need to describe who he is to the camera. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of early, early office or early, like season one, season two that are really great and a much, much more, much more downplayed. Um, where are we at? Is it, uh, it is time for our third pick, uh, third and fourth pick. Okay. So I'm these next two, I'm just taking, I'm just taking ones that make me laugh, nice. uh, pretty much the rest of the time. Start. <laughs> Starting with season five, episode 13, stress relief. Uh, this is coming from Andy. It's not a long one. Just makes just makes me laugh. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Hmm. Maybe <laughs> nice. I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. <laughs> or an art critic. That painting is bad. Just, just perfect Andy. Just, it's perfect just like, Andy. I love that uh, one. Funny. It's I don't know. It just makes me laugh the way he pauses. There's just sometimes Andy Bernard 
kind of gets this thing going. That always makes me laugh. Feel like he does lacrimose. Oh, speaking of, we had someone write in because a couple episodes ago, I was trying to think of the moment when Andy's got his head all the way to the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah. One talking head. <laughs> and he was saying that was during when he was talking about Jim and Pam watching the movie mm. and trying to think like how he, how he, I totally didn't catch that. <laughs> my lady, anyway. my tuna. Yeah, uh, uh, damn it! <laughs> that's all. Uh, that's that's going to be my third pick. Uh, Andy as the critic, followed by my fourth pick. Uh, again, quick one, but from uh, from season five. Uh, what is this episode nine? I believe Doctor Levinson. I presume. <laughs> uh, yeah, the surplus. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a two-parter, but I'm just going to take the first one because it does resolve soon after, which is Michael in the surplus. I hate disappointing just one person, and I really hate disappointing everyone, but I love the Burlington Coat Factory. You go in there for $645, you are literally a literally king. Literally a king. <laughs> this one, not only is it just really funny, but it, it resolves the central <laughs> tension in this episode, the central plot, which is what's going to happen with the surplus money. It's, and this is just watching this car accident start to happen as Michael realized what he has and going to get in the coat. I it's it's great too because I think it starts as a voiceover and then he's revealed at the end. <laughs> yes. And then and then the second part of this one sometimes is when, he's in the, when he's in the coat. Uh, oh yeah. Soon after this, uh, and it, the camera does a double. Like it pans back to show the blood after the talking. <laughs> that's started. it. That's it. Yeah. Um, where he's he's like, "What do we learn today? First, I'm way better at making the office come to quick decisions than I realize." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mother. <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah." And if you walk out of Burlington Coat Factory, people will throw uh, fake blood on you. <laughs> Mother. It's such uh, a great funny... facial expression. It's also just such a funny coat, like the one yeah, that they picked for. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That he would wear that out and about. It's insane. <laughs> and he also does, he, it, there's an element of Michael Scott when he's the, like, he's debuting outfits where he stands. And I think we talked about this in a recent episode yes, where he puts his hands yes. down at his sides. Yes. <laughs> he does it kind of in the business suit, uh, in the, in the negotiation. Like he has this way of standing that it's almost like, he does. it's, it's, it's so funny the way that he like draws attention to himself in that pose. And you can just see him doing it in that ridiculous coat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, bad. Those yeah. are fabulous picks. Third and fourth picks. Uh, Sean, for you keeping record, I, that's, you got it? Okay. I got it. I got it. Um, I am going to go with, oh boy. Okay. I am going to go with a, um, I'm going to go with a Jan Levinson uh, talking head mm. and I'm going to go with, uh, I am taking a calculated risk. What's the upside? I overcome my yes. nausea, nice. fall deeply in love, babies, <laughs> normalcy, no more self-loathing, downside, I date Michael Scott openly and collapsing on myself like a, like a dying star. Why is this so hard? That's what she said. Oh my God. What am I saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's such a good thing. It, it's, it's a great moment in, like, the evolution of the show, I think, too. Like, to have Jan give a talking head like that, where she's now comfortable with the camera crew or and is opening up to them. 
And she's smoking a cigarette in this one too. Yeah, right? she is. That's like right. Before before the cocktail party has even started. <laughs> I'm trying to confirm it. <laughs> that but, the uh, it's cocktails. From? Yeah, it's, it's from cocktails. Oh, cocktails. Oh, sorry, sorry, cocktails. sorry. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Uh, Michael, get your clouds right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad apurist. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that is. Do it or do it again! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is my fourth pick. Uh, okay, Edwin, it is time for your fourth and final pick. Oh, man, okay. So, fourth pick. Uh, this one is, uh, it comes from the Alliance in season one. Uh, it begins with Dwight hiding behind a plant and saying, uh, I have absolutely no idea. To when Roy says, in alliance, what the hell is he talking about? And then Dwight says, do I feel bad about betraying Jim? Not at all. That's the game. Convince him we're in alliance. <laughs> get some information. Throw him to the wolves. And then cut to Dwight with blonde hair. That's politics, <laughs> baby. Get what you can out of someone, then crush him. I think Jim might have learned a very valuable lesson. Not only is that uh, just a very funny Dwight talking head with a great cut in the middle, but it's also the very first little bit of The Office that I ever saw. So um, it's a set of metal pick for me as well. So oh, easy good. one to nice, take. Nice yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. Um, oh, man, the last one. Now Sit. we move on to the very <clears throat> last quote. Um, okay. I might need to... All right, all right, here it is. It's a very simple quote, but it has a lot going on while the all quote right. is being read. It just says... It's from Classy Christmas, and it's Dwight again. All of my inner Dwight. He says, yes, I have a wig for every single person in the office. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that was on the list. Amazing. That was going to be my last pick. You never know when you're going to need to bear a passing resemblance to someone. <sighs> Should have taken that it's, early. I mean, this yeah. is almost, okay, it's definitely, definitely a legitimate pick. Almost a cheat. Almost a cheat. Because <laughs> throw the flag, Sean. It's got, throw the it's flag. got Come on. all this built-in physical humor of him like whipping around with the different wigs and and everything which is yeah i agree that's what makes it a great pick <laughs> it's what makes it great i'm i'm not i'm not throwing a flag i'm just saying it's a i filthy, will say that it's i a uh, filthy dirty move i uh <laughs> it's like taking kevin durant and playing him at center or something like that in a fantasy yeah. job you know um no it's a good it's a, it's i do believe I would, I'll have to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure when I was preparing my, my list that this one does begin with Dwight talking directly to the camera. It does. Not just it does. It does. So, yes. Yeah. It does. It's legit. It's legit. It's mm-hmm. legit. Uh, f- fabulous pick. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I just realized – this is my final pick, and I just realized that I don't have a Dwight talking head in here. I was, uh, I was getting nervous. Make that right. I was getting nervous about my final pick, but it's Dwight, an obvious right. one now. Dwight's right. Um it's uh, uh, Dwight uh, explaining that he is like Mozart's friend. Yeah, uh, that is yeah. that is my another. Um, that's another like one for like sentimental one for me. I guess in that like that's when I was falling in love with the show. Like I just always. I, I cracked up at that, and you just see like Rain Wilson does such a great job as Dwight. And and kind of like, you see him putting it together. He's like, <laughs> he's like Mozart's friend. No, I'm like Butch Cassidy, <laughs> and Michael is like Mozart. You mess with Mozart, you're gonna get a bullet in the head, courtesy of Butch Cassidy. <laughs> it's it's 
it just made me. Uh, I, anyways, that there is... are a handful from the early seasons that are so so defining and so memorable, and that is absolutely one of them. Like that is one of the early, yeah. like most identifiable office quotes, I think, along with the other one that you took um, from Michael in the fight. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, it is now time for Alex's final pick. Uh, yeah, boy, I've been really torn here between two of them hmm. for the last pick. Hang on, I'm just I'm gonna I'm putting them up side by side before I take the take a longer pause before you answer, Bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta go with I gotta go with this one because uh, it's it's because it's early. This is from the pilot first episode, and it's Michael Scott again. Most of mine have been him. What is the most important thing for a company? Is it the cash flow? Is it the inventory? Nuh-uh. it's the people. <laughs> the people. My proudest moment here was not when I increased profits by 17% or when I cut expenses without losing a single employee. No, 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 no. It was a young Guatemalan guy. First job in the country, barely spoke English. Came to me and said, Mr. Scott, would you be the godfather of my child? Wow. 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 <laughs> That's... Didn't work out in the end. We had to let him go. He sucked. <laughs> it's, It's everything about Michael right there. The... The way he goes, wow. That's wow. very. That's a very Ricky Gervais. That's a very. Uh... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a thousand it's guys. One Michael, who's yeah. who's a thousand guys. It's a slightly different Michael, but he's. I mean, it's everything here. He's he's self-aggrandizing. He's uh, self-reverent. In this. He's racist. He's yeah. uh, dumb, and uh, he's contradicts himself like it's everything at once but he really believes what he's saying is true and good uh and that's this is this is a blueprint of michael for a talking head for me this is in the first episode and lays the grounds for for so much to come so a lightly sentimental pick for me but um it's funny but i it, it just uh it just gets me still makes me laugh every time beautiful beautiful well uh there you guys have it uh we have done our uh, talking Heads draft. I will give us a recap. Yeah, Sean. let's get some honorable. We got a lot mentions. of honorable mentions. Yes. Let me break it down here. We got uh, Edwin went first. Uh, you had uh, Pam. Uh, Jim asks Pam to dinner in the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael's talking head. Uh, just a lot of nonsense about love that ends with <laughs> "I wonder if Gil knows" <laughs> from Gay Witch Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Third, you had Dwight uh, explaining that Jim is his own worst enemy, and therefore that he is the enemy of his enemy, and so on and so forth. But <laughs> for your fourth, Dwight betraying Jim, uh, explaining why he uh, betrayed Jim in the alliance, and finally Dwight explaining that he has a wig for everyone in the office <laughs> uh, from Classic Christmas. That's three uh, Dwights, one Michael and one Pam for Edwin. Mm. Uh, for me, I went second. I picked uh, Michael, how he grilled his foot in the injury. Creed, uh, asking if he can't scuba, well, then what's this all been about? And gossip. Uh, third was Michael, would you rather be feared or love? E- loved easy both from the fight. Uh, Jan, explaining that she's going to collapse in on herself like a dying star in cocktails. Mm. And finally, Dwight, 
uh, is he Mozart's friend or Butch Cassidy uh, in Office Olympics? That's two Michaels, one Creed, one Jan, and one Dwight. Uh, hmm. Alex, you went last. You picked Dwight, the perfect the perfect crime in Frame Toby. Uh, then you had Michael. Oscar has the lowest opinion of him in Goodbye Michael. Uh, third, you had Andy is not a movie critic in Stress Relief. <laughs> <laughs> fourth you had uh, muffin is bad <laughs> Michael talking about the Burlington Coat Factory and the surplus <laughs> and then finally Michael uh, <laughs> that he is the godfather of of a young Guatemalan employee's son uh, the people <laughs> and that is uh, that's wow. three Michaels Wow. one wow. Dwight and one Andy uh, for Alex and they have uh, I'm glad you brought thank you Sean. I'm glad you brought those numbers up because someone on Reddit I don't know if you saw this. I did. Has, yes. Took took account of every talking head in the office. Yes. Of how many overall each character has. Um It's up on Underpedia. Broken down by season as well. Um you know, it's pretty boring to talk about on here, but it's probably worth looking at. It's kind of interesting. Obviously Michael Jim Dwight Pam are the top four with Andy uh, I mean, coming Michael... in that. After those five, who do you think's next? Ooh. After Michael, Jim, Dwight, Pam, Andy, who has Angela. Oscar. next? No, no. Kevin? Ke- it's Kevin and then Oscar. Wow. Angela's, Angela's down six spots below that. She's She has only 44, or sorry, 52 talking Ke- heads over nine I, seasons. You know what? Now that you say that, Kevin gets a lot of quickies in there. Kevin has a lot. None of us drafted a Kevin. Did, and is that no, right? Not a correct. single one. And Oscar yeah. has a wow. lot where he explains what's going on. They see. They see. <laughs> that would have been a good one. Two thumbs down. <laughs> Do you like it as much as you like men's butts? <laughs> I like tea. What are, what are some of your honorable mentions? Uh, who, who wants to go first? Should we each? Well, I guess we're not going to draft a draft a sixth man here. No, uh, you just, just go in. Just let's just go in out. order. Go one. Get one. We can rotate sure. unless you sure. run out. You know. All right, we'll go reverse draft order, which means I get to go first. <laughs> uh, I one I didn't, but I think the other one I was I was thinking about taking um, is from sorry from season th- three from Branch Closing, which is Dwight's. Um, and right now, the title of Michael's book is something weird is going on. <laughs> colon. What did Jan say? Did the Michael Jan Scott say? story by Michael Scott with Dwight Uh That would have been next. Beautiful. John, honorable mention. A Sean honorable I, mention. Well, I I picked out my picks because uh, okay. they also because some of them got picked. Um, oh, nice. So you had a lean. You had a lean list. My I had friend. a very lean list. Uh, Prince family I, paper. Other companes. Uh, I, I'm I'm kicking myself right now that I don't have more. But Edwin, what do you got? The one that came to mind was it's so it's uh I don't remember exactly which episode it is um but it's one that I thought of which it's just Ryan and Ryan doesn't say anything because it follows a scene where Dwight and Angela are interacting in the kitchen and Ryan just oh happens to be there. Nice, but, yeah, that's a good one. I'm, but what if I'm hungry? No, no cookie. Yeah, and then it just cuts to Ryan and he just. <laughs> There's no, there's no sound. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked that it was, one. it was a, a non-talking head. That was, that was um, I noted yeah, that one down yeah. as well. But uh, what if I'm hungry? 
I did have one other one. Uh, uh, Dwight, it's uh, the opening opening of season three. Oh, Jim's gone. Oh, oh yeah. It's False. <laughs> it's do good. not miss Jim. Uh, how about from, <laughs> from, from Dwight's speech in season two? Just Dwight recapping. Um, I misspell. Uh, in my spelling bee against Raj Patel, <laughs> I misspelled in front of the entire school. <laughs> the word failure. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the young young Dwight is just funny, man. It was uh, Beauty the Mailman. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that one. Um, uh, one that I wanted, I, I I thought was worth mentioning. I didn't want, I didn't crack the top five, but it's in the promotion in season six, and it's after, uh, it's after what does a bean mean while they're allocating raises, and mm, it's the talking nice. head that features, I think, from left to right. Meredith, Dwight, Oscar, Kevin, and then Creed is standing behind them. So there's like five people in the same talking head. And they're like, it's not that I won't get a raise. It's just that this entire thing is insulting. By the way, I would also like to get a raise. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, Dwight says something to the effect of, uh, what does he say? Like, it's all Jim fault. Who said that? It was Creed. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So just just yep. the way that it's framed with all the characters in one talking head, um, I thought just uh, in terms of its uniqueness, that one would have been a good pick. That is a very unique talking head. Yeah, I, I also like in terms of uniqueness, I love when like a character doesn't normally do a talking head and then all of a sudden yeah. they're pulled into the booth. Uh, Charles Minor comes to mind. Yes, I'm aware of the effect I have on women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> David, Wall- this happens to David Wallace. The lot too. No, yeah. I did not know they were dating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or are, are the goat of these someone being pulled into a talking head from the Dundies, the Chili's manager? <laughs> Huge honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. For that talking head. Yep. Yep. Uh, I was thinking too of uh, a Karen Filippelli like seasons later when she's like, "Why are you mm. singling out my line?" <laughs> In uh, yeah. all these years later, yeah. So he finally finished his movie, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Threat level oh, midnight. Right. Yeah, threat she's, level midnight. <laughs> she's like out getting groceries or something. Yeah, she's like a takeout oh, container. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's you ever so funny. bang a whole bachelorette party, baby? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, there, there, you guys have it. it those are our uh, our talking Stanley's heads. Stanley's pretzel day talking head. I, can I give <laughs> you a Sam and Lion twiddling his fingers? <laughs> can I give you a quick list of uh, just yeah, yeah? Get, give yeah us I have a, so many more too. All right, okay, go Michael, ahead. Pam, uh, Michael in his jeans uh, while Pam is talking yeah, about Michael's nice. jeans. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dwight talking about his list of his w- location of all of his weapons in the office while he's showing you the folder with Mr. A knife. Um, <laughs> it's better to be hurt by someone, you know, acci- uh, accidentally than someone you don't know on purpose. Um, uh-huh. Toby talking about Michael putting Ryan back in the office. If so, genius. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, or Stanley saying, "Is he some kind of secret genius?" Ah, uh, that was on yeah. there too. Sometimes like I that. say foolish things. Um, the fake brother. Oh, I got, I got Wait, one. Go ahead. Uh, for season six, the lover, the blind guy, Miss Queasy. <laughs> the women in my improv class absolutely hate him. <laughs> Great cut. Um, the fake brother who steals your blue jeans. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the other, the last one I have is from season seven, uh, nepotism. Um, where Michael talks about how, well, I guess there, there are two in this one. Number one is, uh, like in the season openers, you have a bunch of characters say, what did I do this summer? And they just kind of explain, um, Michael's is, uh, I, I'm just going to read it to you cause 
I, I, I suppose summer had to end sometime. It's sad, though, because I had a great summer. I got West Nile virus, lost a ton of weight, and then it cuts to him drinking a bunch of apple cider out of the trunk of his car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I went back to the lake. I stepped on a piece of glass in the parking lot, which hurt. Then it got that got infected, even though I peed on it. Saw Inception, or at least I dreamt I did. <laughs> and then later on, uh, Dwight saying, Dwight Schrute, star salesman, beet farmer, bed and breakfast proprietor, aspiring freelance bodyguard. Add to that list, owner of this building, then burn the list. It's a great, it's a great period at the end. And burn the list. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Perfect white. Uh, last ones for me were uh, from Fun Run. Michael saying, is there a God? If not, what are all the churches for? And who is Jesus's dad? Uh, uh, and then in Casual Friday, Jim, hiding out while all this stuff blows over with Creed, playing chess at work. He's winning. I'm describing a dream I had. Uh, and then my la- uh, the last one I had was the uh, Michael describing how he got the mysterious suit, uh, <laughs> and everyone was grabbing him, and it fit. It's it's really the way he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's defending himself. Uh, <laughs> so it's really bisexual. Yeah. yeah, and it fit. It is uh, interesting that we didn't. No one picked a Jim talking head. Are there are there any others that stood out I mean, for there's Jim? There's a lot of good particular? ones. So many are prank related. Yeah. Or, like a lot of gyms are like he's 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 providing some exposition. Yeah. And there's funny stuff happening while he's saying it. Um, he's he's in the scene while it's happening. It's yes. he's not talking about the scene while it happens. Right. I had a and who like, has two thumbs and hates Todd Packer. This guy. Yeah. I feel like that's why all we both drafted so many Dwight and Michael moments is they by far have the most just mm-hmm. reflective character-driven talking heads where they their talking head is a punchline mm-hmm. uh pam jim oscar most other people are just moving the story along and they're talking mm-hmm. head the daryl has a couple good ones there's one where he talks about teaching michael the cool phrases um <laughs> yeah and then also where daryl is on crutches and he has to explain what happened and then yeah. it goes to michael hey daryl how's it hanging how's it hanging uh, oh yeah, Kelly talking. Daryl's the most complicated man I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Who says exactly what they're thinking? What kind of game is that? Robert California has some good ones, but anyway, yeah, certainly does. does. We could do this for. We really could do this forever, but I would love for uh, some of our listeners to send us some of your favorite talking head moments. Uh, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail That is the best way to message us. We'd love to mm-hmm. hear um, some of your favorite moments. Uh, Let's take a a quick break, and then we'll head to the conference room. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. In this week's installment of Crime and Squad, FNC Double Time, we're going to be talking about a movie that released just this past weekend, the first weekend of May uh, 2022. So if you uh, worried about spoilers in this particular movie from this major motion picture studio, specifically a Marvel movie, you should skip forward um, to uh, to avoid that. And maybe we can throw in the uh, the show notes how far or exactly what time stamp to, to skip forward um, so that you avoid this. But we want um, to be sensitive in this in uh, in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which released just this past weekend. Um, neither of you guys have seen this movie, correct? Right, and probably never will, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me put one of these in just so people are really sure. Warning! 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 Okay, okay, go ahead. Talk about Marvel. Content. All right, spoilers. Spoilers uh, are, are going to be uh, 
are going to be uh, flying at this point. <laughs> Abound. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys haven't seen it and haven't. Hey, everyone. Kevin's going to give us his take on the situation. Let's listen up. Yeah, you, all right. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you guys haven't seen it because I get to tell you. And I'm also glad that you don't care because I get to spoil it for you. But, um, in in uh, Doctor Strange, uh, uh-huh. in the Multiverse of Madness, they obviously have to tr- they're in a bunch of different universes different realities and dimensions as that goes and they go to one universe um that is different from earth different from the marvel cinematic universe and they meet this group of uh, people called the illuminati and on the illuminati is john krasinski as reed richards the leader of the fantastic four okay um oh yeah in a multiversal different reality yeah. okay. john krasinski shows up john krasinski had been long rumored to be taking uh, to be uh, cast as Reed Richards. It had been a rumor that maybe he and Emily Blunt would take on the roles of uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. The mm-hmm. Reed Richards, the stretchy dude? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, wow. You guys so are experts. Stretch, you guys are experts. You guys are experts. I can see. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. So this, um, is the, this is the first time an office actor has been in a Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. Uh, James Spader was the voice of Ultron in okay. Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Um. But uh, this is definitely... <laughs> is Idris Elba a Marvel character? I feel like... Yeah, he so... plays... Uh, Idris Elba is Heimdall. Oh, of course. Um, I, wanna, like, I, just get... I didn't even crew. know that. <laughs> he's the... Yeah, he's Heimdall. He operates the Rainbow Bridge. Okay. Yeah, okay. you got it. You got it. Like I said, you guys are experts. So. <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, he operates the Rainbow Bridge, Sean. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Rainbow Road? Super yeah, Mario Kart? You got it. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know it. Sixty-four, right. but uh, I will tell you, and again, because you guys don't really care about seeing this movie, <laughs> that John Krasinski is introduced as Reed Richards, and then a few minutes later, he's killed in a really dramatic way. <laughs> yeah, actually, okay. you actually, you actually might enjoy this one a lot more than a lot of the other Marvel movies. This okay. is by far one of the more unique ones. Sam Raimi is the director, and it feels very Sam Raimi. Like there's a lot of oh, horror yeah. elements to it, and uh, like it's it's uh, it's really mm. really fun, and you can tell cool. that he's the. Uh, that he's the director. His style gets to come through in a lot of ways. Oh, um, awesome. How much of it is Benedict Cumberbatch uh, dancing in front of a green screen? It's not so much dancing as it is moving his hands in circles, but I know what you're That's talking about. That's what I mean. About. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as a, as a big Marvel fan, I, uh, I, you know, I, I mean, you guys know this. I'm, I'm a huge Marvel nerd. I love all those movies. I actually really love uh, the Fantastic Four as well in the comic books. So it was really cool to see Reed mm. Richards finally introduced. Um, and the way they killed him off and some of the other Illuminati characters is... One of the most fun and frustrating things about reading comic books and being a nerd about that, because on one hand, like you like how brutal they're being, um, similar to the boys or Invincible mm-hmm. superhero shows where they get really brutal and kill people off. But at the same time, you're kind of frustrated. We're like, no, they couldn't do that. They would use this power to counter that. <laughs> and do yeah. that. So sure. it's yeah. like one of the fun yeah. and and, and uh, frustrating, super nerdy things about uh, about reading these comic books. But uh, it was a, it was a fun thing to see John Krasinski uh, awesome. in, in crossover and explain something. Um, yeah. To another character, very similar to the way that sure. Jim has to explain things to Michael. And Reed Richards is the smartest man in the world. That's kind of one of his also sort of powers. So, um, okay, I yeah. was wondering because I was like, I would have cast Zach Woods over over Jim for going <laughs> like, give me Gabe over Jim for Mister Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think Gabe would be in more of a skeleton man kind of role. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghost Rider, perhaps. Out skeleton yeah. man. Yeah, Ghost Rider, perhaps. Um, you could do. Yeah, you could do like Gabe, and then. Uh, Kevin could be who's the big rock guy in the Fantastic Four? <laughs> yeah. Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah. Get Kevin as that guy, and yeah, it could work out. 
<laughs> Kevin Malone saying it's clobbering time. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's clobbering time. Yeah, that it's was clobbering good. time. <laughs> Who'd be the human flame? Human torch. Andy? Come on. Human it torch? Would, yeah, it would, be, mm. it would be Andy. I think Andy would be the human torch. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Sorry, human flame. I really don't know. I'm and, way out of my depth. And then maybe um, for the invisible woman, Sue Storm, it could be uh, Michael's fake girlfriend, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And neither is Tara. Yeah. Um but anyway, I had to mention it cuz it seems so timely and so uh and uh, it was such a big surprise and a really fun thing to watch at the in the movie. And uh awesome. because of the directorial style, maybe you guys would enjoy it. So give it a chance. Okay, all what right. A delight. Mm-hmm. All right. This could what be a delight. it. You know, it's seeing those little little pieces of the office and other thing is always so so fun. Uh I had that. I think I brought this up on the show before, but but um in researching this, uh, we did, none of us took Hide's talking head about his mm. Yakuza boss. Oh, I pass. forgot about I thought Daryl just I standing right behind him. Yeah, with Daryl's. I mean, it's we took it in the tag draft. Anyway, uh, that just reminded me. Uh, there's a there's a video game called Cyberpunk 2077, and in that game, while you're out exploring the city, which is a massive, massive world, there's just one guy uh, down a street you talk to, and he just. The dialogue is that exact scene. He gives you Hide's backstory. And I, that <laughs> happened to me while I was playing. And it was just like, oh, oh. It was like that uh, that once upon a time in Hollywood meme of Leo pointing at the t- yeah, TV. Yeah. With the beer. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that's when you see yeah. office stuff and other things. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, uh, well, fabulous. All right, guys. Let's uh, wrap it up with a little trivia. Stew it like a stew. <laughs> let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Okay, fellas, today's trivia comes to us from Bryn. How's my favorite podcast doing? I've been working on another trivia for you all, so I hope you like it. I think I found a few that will stump you. Question number one. Who is Dwight's ideal assistant to the regional manager, and what are the three reasons he says he can't do the job? This is very fitting as it's in a talking head. It's Jack Bauer. That's right. Overqualified, not available, fictional. That's right. <laughs> Question two. What is Philip Lipton's middle name? Robert? Nope. Is it a weird long name? It's a weird name. It has it's a very Ivy League-y. Yeah, thing. it's like it's like Creighton or like It's Holstead. Okay. Holstead, yeah. <laughs> uh Question three, when Jim lies about jury duty and Andy helps him cover it up, which fictional character does Andy say he isn't? Wait, can you repeat that? Yeah. (laughs) When Jim lies about jury duty and Andy helps him cover it up, which fictional character does Andy say that Andy is not? Uh, Is there like... I don't. Un- I'm not. This blank. question's hard. I'm not blank, Jim. Oh. Oh. I'm not blank. I can't keep up for all of your crap. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. What, do, do, is the full line there? I'm not blank, blank, Jim. I can't keep blanking out of your blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I know something about teleporting. I don't know. I'm not Rumpelstiltskin, Jim. I can't keep spitting, uh, spitting gold, gold out of uh, your shit. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Question four. What is the name of Dunder Mifflin's chief legal counsel in the deposition? Oh. It's a woman. 
I can't think I of got, it. I got nothing. Let's say uh, it's either Kathy, Catherine let's or Julie. Kathy. Or yeah. Julie. Diane Kelly. Okay. In business school. Diane. In business school, Michael says America is facing five Goliaths. Mm -hmm. What are the four Goliaths that oh. he names? Terrorism. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda, yes. Mercury poisoning. <laughs> yes. Uh, sex predators. Yes. <laughs> There's just one more. Uh, <laughs> obesity? It's uh, global warming. Global warming. Oh, global warming. <laughs> Good guess, Edwin. Uh, <laughs> uh, th there are, tw are ten questions. We're on question six. Where did Pam and Roy get coffee after Roy tried to punch Jim? Ooh, Happy Fox Family Restaurant. S or Happy Fox Bad. Chinese Restaurant. It's Hungry Fox. Hungry Fox. Family wow. Restaurant. Amazing, though. Yeah. Amazing. Dude, watching an artist yeah. at work is special. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, that's what I am. I agree. He's nice with it. He's nice with it. In... Why didn't any of you come to my art show? <laughs> In the cold open for women's appreci appreciation... Dwight gives Jim a demerit for being late. He then explains what the consequences ending in a disciplinary review. What are the steps to get a disciplinary review? Oh, like how okay. many demerits? It's like three demerits lead to I, this. I mean, I yeah. just... Three demerits lead uh, is it, to a uh, you're right. three, three, The three, three demerits, demerits is a citation. Yes, okay, that's the first part. And then it's five citations is a... Uh, infraction, a violation, violation. a vi uh, violation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so and then four violations is a, a disciplinary report on the desk of my of your of my immediate supervisor. You, which you, is... ju you jump to the end because okay. no, there's a verbal warning. There's a, there's verbal, a verbal warning. warning. Few of those equals a written warning. Mm -hmm. Two written warnings equals a disciplinary review given to Dwight's direct superior, which is me. Which is Jim. And I need that on my desk, or you're going to be given a full desagulation. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, guys. Uh, question eight. In Moroccan Christmas, when Michael is taking Meredith to the rehab, she mentions seven bars, oh, bars. Okay. that they could go after they That's pass poor Richards. What bars does she mention? How many of these can you name? Um, poor Richards. All I know is she, I think she says Cooper's. Cooper's is one, yes. Poor Richards? She doesn't even mention Poor Richards. There's one that's like Ryan's or Kelly's or Shannon's. Kelly's, like yes. Okay, Kelly's. Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the rest. Sure, sure, uh, sure. So you got Cooper's, Kelly's, The Bog, Brix's, Carmen's, The Fort, or Andy Gavin's. Okay. All right. Jeez, that's tough. Question number nine. What is Andy's grandma's name? He calls her... Gam Gam. Gam Gam. Do you know what her name is? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ruth. Barbara. Ruth. Ruth. And finally, okay. finally, in Tallahassee, what are Anderson's three pillars of retail, and what does Dwight say they are? Okay, one is building loyalty and killing royalty. Yes. One is nice. service and one is servants. Uh, yes. Uh, wait, uh, that's, uh, he says it's like burgers. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> burgers, burgers instead of service. Okay, and then um, what are the three <laughs> pillars of retail? Is the other pillar is convenience? Convenience, yes. Oh, yeah. And what is? I he... don't know what the comp... ingredients. The comp... ingredients. 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 Okay. Yes. Nice. So yeah. the three pillars are convenience, service, and customer loyal customer yeah. loyalty. And Dwight thinks they are ingredients, burgers, and killing royalty. Uh, all right, awesome, Bryn. Thank you thank so you, Bryn. much. Uh, Bryn says, "Get out, skeleton man." Bryn, thank you so much. Uh, if you have trivia that you would like to send us and try and stump us, uh, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail Emailing us is the best way to send us a question or a comment in general. Uh, you can also com- uh, call us at 503-694-9314 and leave us a voicemail. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We have a store, mspcstore.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Uh, become a Scott's Tot. Uh, five bucks a month. You get mailbag episodes every month. You get ad-free episodes. You get all this bonus stuff that we talked about in the beginning. So, uh <laughs> Thank you so, so much to our Scott's Tots, uh, our supporters. Um, I, di- I also want to shout out uh, again. I know La- Lady Justice Brewing, we got our beer. Uh, oh, yeah, the, I got my the, yeah. Ry- mm-hmm. the Ryan started the fire, smoked porter. It, it was so good. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to be out there in Denver uh, with you guys brewing it. So thank you to Lady Justice. Um, and, uh, yeah, we would love to get, to get out, uh, in the world later this year. So, you know, uh, talk to us if you have ideas of where we could do trivia in your town. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who does all of our artwork. This episode was recorded over video chat. One quick note. You said that, uh, Philip Lipton's middle name was Halstead. I realized that that is almost certainly a reference to Halstead Sullivan, who is a writer on The Office. Ah, um, yeah. Always nice. tying, similar to Randy Cordray, who is also often credited during the office, and then of course Danny Cordray. But mm. all of that aside, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us um, while we talk about the office and hang out, draft talking heads, um, talk about movies, do trivia, all of that fun stuff. Just thank you for supporting us, for listening, and uh, for hanging out and being part of the journey. It's a joy to do, and uh, you guys make it all possible. So um, just know that we always and really truly appreciate it. Uh, take care. Stay safe. See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the Zavadex. Yes, I'll still be talking about geishas long past their bedtime. <laughs> Funny how the houses are always colonials and the penises are always circumcised. You know, I trained as one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.